when your behavior rises to level at that or maybe even worse than these teenagers, what what respect have you given to these grounds? Have you ever been screamed at by a stranger? I think so, man. When, when, an adult, a, when a stranger adult yells at you. <laughs> <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 7-12 on this Monday morning, Wisconsin's Morning News. A little bit more information on a story that first started to come out last week. I think Politico or The Hill was that was The Hill was first to report it. Of uh, one of our Wisconsin congressmen who appears to have lost his mind on a bunch <laughs> of teenagers at the Capitol. So Derek Van Orden is a freshman congressman from Wisconsin. This is Wisconsin's third congressional district, like think La Crosse area. Mm-hmm. And actually, he flipped the seat from Democrat to Republican in the last election. So. Uh, been in the spotlight a little bit just sure. because of that anyway. But uh, he was apparently giving a late-night tour of the Capitol to some folks. And in the Capitol Rotunda was a group of Senate pages. Are you, are you Have you been aware of the page program? I know of it, but I don't know what they do. They're like teenagers. They're 16, 17 maybe. Mm-hmm. I only know because a buddy of mine in high school, he was a, a page for Senator Cole. It was like a big deal. He was gone for a semester. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it is cool. I should light him up and see if he'll come on the show. Just tell us what what do the pages do. Did you ever get screamed at? Think, well, not like this. <laughs> Apparently nobody has been. So uh, Congressman Van Orden, who is a former Navy SEAL, apparently was given this tour. And the teenagers, these pages were there. It was late at night after hours. And they were on the Capitol Rotunda floor pointing up, taking pictures of, if you've been in the Capitol, it's amazing. The Rotunda is, is beautiful. And they were kind of trying to get a on their backs position for a picture, which you could argue is something maybe they ought not have done. Or he felt like they were being disrespectful okay. to the Capitol grounds. So I think there's something about decorum and perhaps a way to go about maybe going up to one of the pages and saying, hey, listen, I've got, I've got a tour here. And guys, guys, we should be a little bit more respectful here. We're in the U.S. Capitol, please. And then maybe they would probably go about their business. Instead, according to multiple reports, he started screaming expletives at him. And some of it gets pretty ugly. Let me see. According to NBC News, told the teenagers to get the F out of the rotunda. Uh, One witness described him as being physically aggressive toward the pages. You see a little bit more. He approached the group. He, uh, Van Orden, according to the report, had been hosting a beer and cheese event with constituents, as he often does. Which classic Wisconsin? Mm-hmm. Nice. This is a national yep, story. Yep. <laughs> so, what was he doing? A beer and cheese. <laughs> Called the pages jackasses and pieces of s, according to a transcript from one of the pages. Wake the f up, you little s's! What the f are you doing? You are defiling the place. So, can I ask? Do we are we expecting too much of children? I mean, they are actually children. We're talking about sixteen-year-olds, right? Yeah. Are we expecting too much for them to know better? I have no, I have zero problem whatsoever with the congressman approaching them and saying, "Hey," and saying, "Hey, this is not something that I think is appropriate for this space." I have zero problem with that at all. But the way you handle it, in my mind is you—you <laughs> you can't, you can't go lose up, your mind, right? You don't lose your mind and start screaming f bombs. I mean, talk about defiling the place when your behavior rises to a level at that, or maybe even worse than these teenagers. What, what respect have you given to these grounds? Have you ever been screamed at by a stranger? 
I think so, man. When, when, you're an adult, a kid? when a stranger adult yells at you, <laughs> I wouldn't handle it well now. Right. Some guy yells at me in the parking lot. I'd come in here and cry to you. you know, I can believe what he I said. I feel sad inside. So I, my problem is not that he approached him or, or had, a, had an issue with the behavior, disrespectful as it may have been. And you can argue that it was after hours and they were trying to take pictures. But without regard for that, there's a way you handle it, and that's not it. Dropping F-bombs on a bunch of kids. I'll call my buddy. I don't, I don't think he ever got screamed at like that. He was a rule follower. He would have done a nice yeah, job. He would have done page. everything, right? He wouldn't have been on his back taking any pictures like that. Okay. Six seven sixteen on Wisconsin's Morning News. Brandon Snyder has sports coming up. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. It was a weekend Brewers fans will soon want to forget as the Atlanta Braves busted out the brooms to complete the series sweep of the Milwaukee Brewers by a final score of 8-6 to six on Sunday afternoon. Um, I mean, you're trying to stay positive. You know you, you know that you know you're probably not shutting them out or it's going to be, you know, it's going to be back and forth game where you have to score and play these guys. So, um, it's not really anything that's unexpected, but they just did a really good job of um, stringing good at bats together. They're they're dangerous throughout their whole lineup, and um, they just got us a few times. Brewers outfielder Christian Yelich there following a tough weekend as the Brewers, with the loss, now trail the Cincinnati Reds in the NL Central Division by a half of game. No game today for the Brewers. They got an off day as they look ahead to tomorrow as they will begin a three-game set in Washington. Over to the NFL as the Green Bay Packers wrapped up week one of training camp by Saturday afternoon. Beginning today, the pads coming on in Titletown as head coach Matt LaFleur ensures the standard remains high for his football team in Green Bay. The expectations are this, that guys go out there and compete to the best of their ability each and every day, that they come here with a great attitude and great energy and uh, you know, and, and embrace this grind. And training camp's not meant to be easy. And we know that the season is very long, um, but if, if they tack it with the right mentality and, and the right mindset, I think that's when you see the most growth. Day five of training camp will get underway at 1030 this morning. And lastly, back over to the Diamond after acquiring first baseman Carlos Santana last week from the Pittsburgh Pirates. Could Brewers general manager Matt Arnold still be looking to make moves ahead of the head, ahead of the push for the playoffs? Cer- certainly still looking. You know, I would love to try to do what we can to, to continue to help the team. Again, we want to do that responsibly, like I've said. But at the same time, you know, we we certainly want to do whatever we can to, to help the team. So we'll we'll still be active. You know, very very uh, very much for the next few days. The deadline for teams to make any trades is tomorrow by five p.m. Yes, also is the answer to that question. Yes, Could yes, he still and more yes. Right? Yes, please. <laughs> 719 coming up. The corporate word salad to describe what Twitter has become. That story next. I saved this story for you. There's more X news today also. Oh, excellent. Great. So Twitter has become X. Yes. What was that, just last week? Uh, yeah, that was the big announcement. Just kind of happened overnight. Elon Musk and the Twitter team renaming... Twitter X, mm-hmm. which no one's calling it, right? Who's calling it X now? Are you saying I sent out an X? <laughs> I was surfing through my X feed yesterday. Like no yeah, one's calling it. Sounds like you're searching through some ex girlfriend <laughs> or ex boyfriend feed. My X feed. Right? <laughs> it's a database. Right? Mm. No. So anyway, there was that change and all the things that have come from it. And I had to laugh the other day. I. Kn- I was onto something. You read me the statement, the corporate statement of why they were doing it from the CEO yeah, from a while the, back. Yeah, yeah. And you read me that statement. I'm like, that reminds me of something. I used to watch this cartoon. I loved it. If you're a parent of our generation, 
the the cartoon was called The Amazing World of Gumball, and I think it was written and created by some Gen X kids. <laughs> There's <laughs> to have been. so many fantastic references that are like on that layer of the content that's just for the parents. Right. Kids have no idea why you're laughing, but they're laughing at the stuff they laugh at, and we're laughing at the stuff we laugh at. One st- that story in the news made me think about that. Yes, that's the sound that X yes. makes. So from the chirping to Elon Musk's favorite letter, that's X. My thoughts immediately paralleled this scene. So these are, well, all the kids in this show, they're like middle school kids or whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they're all like different characters. So one's a cat, one's a fish, one's a whatever. But for, for all intents and purposes, they're kids, okay? And one of the kids in the show, Gumball, discovered his real name was Zach. He always went by Gumball, and it occurred to him at some point, like nobody even, what's my actual real name? So he is now very excited to have learned his name is Zach, and he's throwing it all around the school bus. Zach. Who's Zach? I am. Oh. Gumball's called Zach now. So? Yeah, good point. Yeah, so Twitter. <laughs> so Twitter's so. called X now. So? <laughs> yeah, good point. Like, we're all supposed to be really excited about this. <laughs> so this show, they've also got a robot on the show. He is one of the kids. And the robot's name is Bobbert. And on the show, the kids see this commercial for a Bobbert upgrade. Okay, so Bobbert is their friend. But, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, get the upgrade, get the new version, whatever. And it's hilarious. It totally pans big tech, specifically kind of Apple. We've seen the truth. And the truth is the unknown. But the unknown can't just be about the truth. The truth is the unknown can only be as truthful as the truth of the unknown can be. And that's the truth. We've changed the world as we know it for the first time since the last time. Okay, so you see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that speaking there similar. was Felipe Beto Hunt, Senior VP of Design and Operations for Bobbert Systems. But could you not hear that <laughs> as something now? Because here was Linda Yacari, uh what is her name? Yacarino? Yes. Yacarino, CEO. She's the CEO of Twitter. Here was her statement about changing to X. X is the future state of unlimited interactivity, centered in audio, video, messaging, payment, slash banking, creating a global marketplace for ideas, good services, and opportunities. Powered by AI, X will connect us all in ways we're just beginning to imagine. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> you know what that sounds like? It sounds like the internet to me. It sounds like basically <laughs> what we already have. <laughs> what does that mean? Who comes up with that? Is that not the same thing I just played you in the cartoon? <laughs> It's almost satire. You're right. I don't know what they. I don't know what it's on now. I think it might even be HBO Max or sorry, just Max now. Speaking of changing names, <laughs> for no right? reason. Yeah. I think it's on there. But the amazing world of Gumball. There's a lot in there for <laughs> for people our age, along with the kids. It's pretty funny. So Twitter is called X now for whatever that truly singular experience is worth. Gumball's called that now. So. Yeah, good point. Brewers broadcaster Sophia Minnert is our guest on Brewers 360 coming up in just about 10 minutes. New numbers from the World Health Organization outlining global progress in protecting people from the largest preventable disease in the world. You know what that is? The largest preventable disease in the world, smoking. I have some new numbers. The UN's World Health Organization, or WHO, published its new report on the global tobacco epidemic that kills 8 million people a year. And in it, the UN asserts that tobacco use continues to be one of the biggest public health threats. So there is some good news, though, despite that. That was uh, Pamela Falk from CBS News. So the report highlights that more than 5.5 billion people, so more than 70% of the world's population, are now protected with at least one best practice policy to help save from deadly tobacco. That's five times more than in 2007. 
So the WDOH so says in the last 15 years, with all the knowledge they've been putting out there, preventative measures, whatnot, smoking rates have fallen significantly. Without this decline, there would have been an estimated 300 million more smokers in the world today. So we have 300 million less smokers today wow. than we would have had if we had not implemented some of these measures 15 years ago. Siding Unlimited, WTMJ News Time, 738. News is sponsored by Annex Wealth Management's Money Talk. That's heard Saturdays at 10, right here on WTMJ. 742 Wisconsin's Morning News. You just had that story about the WHO and the new statistics on smoking and how some of these intervention programs have actually been successful. So in the last 15 years, had they not done what they've done, there would be an estimated 300 million more smokers in the world today. You know, for the longest time, there have been those warning stickers on cigarettes or chewing tobacco or whatever, you know, big fat warnings, and I never felt those like did anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jeff and Fox Point just texted, I might have quit smoking sooner if the tips from a former smoker PSAs had aired sooner. Those are the ones where people like have had major surgeries or they've got breathing issues or whatever. And those, I think, and here's someone saying, I'm a former smoker, that did it for me, that Put me over the edge. You can edge. see them in their lifestyle, how it had changed. And in some of those cases, you learn about someone, and then they say, by the way, she has passed away. And you're like, oh, my Oof. God. I think, too, just the things that we've done in terms of cutting down on the places where you can smoke definitely have had an impact. I mean, it's not that long ago. We're all old enough, or many of us listening, I'm sure, are old enough to remember the smoking section at the mm-hmm. rest. Smoking or non-smoking? Like, but when you can tell you your kids, that? like, you used to be able to smoke at a restaurant. Like, What? Well, and what? It's, it's super taxed now, too. Yeah, that's but, true. And one thing to remember about that, okay, so we have that many lesser smokers now. You can't rely on that in the budget. You can't rely on that tax for much longer because as less and less people smoke, less and less are going to pay for that tax on those cigarette packs. 743, we've got Sophia Minnert, our guest on Brewers 360. That's coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Atlanta Braves completed the three-game sweep of the Milwaukee Brewers on Sunday afternoon. This one by a final score of 8-6 to six with the loss. Milwaukee now trailing the Cincinnati Reds in the division by half a game. The Brewers will look to rebound tonight in Washington. That first pitch is all set for 6.05. Corbin Burns slated to get the start. Brewers 360 is sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited. And our guest on this Monday morning is Sophia Minnert on the road with the crew, Brewers and Washington, the Nationals tonight. Hey, Sophia. Hey, good morning. So we just burned the tape on the last, (laughs) at least the defensive and pitching tape on the last three days. Uh, We should have an opportunity to get fat against Washington. The Nationals are not a great baseball team right now. Yeah, look, I mean, the, the Braves are, are really good. Uh, there's a reason why they have the best record in baseball. Um, their offense is just really relentless. Um, and I think what the, the Brewers offensively did um, a pretty good job against their pitching staff. They scored 18 runs in the series. Um, and, yeah, it's just, you know, you run into a hot team at a bad time, and that's kind of what happened is just the they, they're putting up some offensive numbers that are um, – Quite frankly, we just haven't seen in a long time. Definitely a positive to take away. Let's uh, talk quickly about the trade deadline here. That comes up tomorrow afternoon. Uh, what did we say? Pancake, 5 o'clock, right? Local time? 5 o'clock local time. You and I both had an opportunity to talk with Brewers uh, General Manager Matt Arnold. I think he's certainly out there based on what he's told us, still trying. But just because he's trying doesn't mean that something else is going to get done here in the next 24 hours or so. 
Yeah, they're they're always trying. Um, you know, I, I do think you know they got Carlos Santana added on Thursday. He joined the team Saturday in Atlanta. Um, he had his first home run yesterday. We saw some nice defense from him. Um, I do think he is a piece that will really fit. He's a he's a switch hitter um, at first base. Tons of experience. Been to the postseason five times. Leading the the league at first base with defensive runs saved. Um, he he you know he just. He just seems like a, a great personality uh, to, to add to that clubhouse. And, again, I think just the experience. So I, I think that was a pretty good piece to add. Um, when we talked to Matt on Thursday after that trade with Pittsburgh, he said, you know, we're, we're certainly still looking. Uh, we'd love to pursue other ways to continue to add to the team, continue to make the team better. I think Craig Council is absolutely on the same page as that. So, yeah, we'll see. This is, uh, this is when it starts to get fun because, as we know, um, Deadlines tend to make things happen. Sophia, talking about additions for this Brewers team, obviously acquiring, you mentioned Santana uh, from Pittsburgh. They can make an addition without losing anybody. Where do the Brewers currently stand right now with uh, Brandon Woodruff? He is going to start tomorrow, uh, Tuesday, on the trade deadline. So he's going to, that'll be his third rehab start. He'll do that with the Nashville Sounds. Uh, so he and Brian Anderson were actually road tripping together uh, to do that. Brian Anderson's going to get a couple games there uh, after the back injury. So tomorrow's a big day for Woody because if, you know, they obviously want to see how he feels for him to face AAA hitters for the first time after being an A-ball, and then also just the pitch count um, and how he feels after that because after tomorrow they can determine if he's ready to go to rejoin uh, the rotation even if it's a, a shorter start or if they'd prefer that he extend out a little bit further. So a uh, big, big night for, for Brandon Woodruff tomorrow. Any Washington sites that you'll be taking in for the next couple of days, touristy stuff? No, I'm, honestly, I, I have friends uh, that I like to see when I'm here. Um, I've been here uh, quite a bit, fortunately. So um, I think I've, uh, I've seen a lot of the sites. Um, I, I do know I think there's a group that might be doing a Pentagon tour or something. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, D.C. is always a great place to come. Um, just, just so much to see and walk around. And, yeah, so it's a great great city to come visit. In the Wait, like Pentagon tour, like the guys are, the, some of the players and stuff, are they getting like a, a no, top-level no, no, tour? No, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I believe uh, I believe some of the staff is going. Brewers and Nationals, 6.05, first pitch, our time in Washington. Thanks, Sophia. All right, thanks, guys. Tausch is up next here on Wisconsin's Morning News. Idea Man. Let's say you have a fish fry. Innovative. It's Fish Fry Friday at St. Norbert's. And Packers Hall of Famer. Would that taste good when he was bringing that over to you and you're blending it up? You're losing all the texture. You're, no. It would not be something you'd want to have anyways, would it? It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by your Wisconsin Chevy dealers. 7.54 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Mark Tauscher is sponsored by your southeastern Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Program note, I just heard from my buddy Randall. He's going to be on the show. All right. He was the former page. Senate page for Herb Cole. We but had he, a news uh, story in the news. He never got screamed at, though. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't believe so. We can ask we'll him. We'll find out. We had a story in the news, Tausch. There was just some new information today that we shared. A senator for, or sorry, a congressman from Western Wisconsin apparently screamed at a bunch of Senate pages who were behaving, at least according to him, inappropriately. But he got all up in their business with them dropping f bombs on these teenagers, 
And <laughs> Eric wants to know if you... <laughs> yeah, has this ever happened to you? Have you ever been screamed at by a stranger while you were uh, a kid? Uh, by a stranger, uh, I don't know if I ever remember F-bombs being thrown, but I do remember um, my uncle, where, where there's a case of... I was on the farm, and I was young, and we were pulling a hay wagon across some train tracks. And I saw that he didn't know that we were going to stop. And I remember dropping F-bombs on him at a very young age and having to apologize <laughs> to my Uncle Norb and then having to explain to my dad, who was, uh, was his brother, that I did that. And so I understand how that happens. But if you're the older person, I don't know what's worse. Being a seven or eight year old kid yelling at your uncle, or having a having a senator yell at his page—I don't know what the what what's worse. I know uh, that is always something that is stuck in my mind uh, from my from my youth. Are you and Uncle Norb good now? Are you guys past that? Uh, we moved past. Norb actually acknowledged that I was, you know. Maybe didn't you need to use the foul <laughs> language that I did, but I do feel like we, I think I helped save his life and my life because had I not yelled at him slamming on the brakes, I think we'd have gotten T-boned. And so I, I, I don't regret the fact that I yelled. I regret the fact that I dropped F-bombs at him. That's true. Getting yelled at, even if it's in family, right? You can't get yelled at by your aunts or uncles. You really can't get yelled at by an adult other than a teacher or your parents. Anybody else that's like, I don't like coach, getting yelled at by. I think oh, coaches, coach, yeah. Oh, yeah, coach. Coaches that. can yell, but I do think the, you know, dropping bombs, and I don't know where that is. Like, if it's at, you can start doing that at age 13, 14, or if you should completely steer clear of it. But, yeah, I think those are things you try to not do. But I think sometimes, especially when you're spending a lot of time and you're trying to grow, stuff can happen. So I'm not, I guess I... I guess I'm not as going to be as critical as maybe some people might be. My 13-year-old, uh, well, my, my girl, my daughter was playing soccer. My 13-year-old came up to us once outside at, at the rec place and was all in a sour mood. I'm like, what happened? He's like, I just got scolded for standing on turf that I wasn't supposed to stand on. The guy called me son. <laughs> he said, can't, can't you read son? <laughs> no good. It's yeah. something about a stranger doing it. That, that just that, That's a weird thing. It bugs people. It's always a little more memorable, I think, when you have if you're down at Lambeau and you try to go on the field and the security guy or the tour guide will yell at you. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I would. I, I guess the stranger when that happens, you're a little more shocked, and it might be a little bit more memorable than even if it's a a coach or an uncle or anything like that. Yeah, well, and if you're out of line, you got to be corrected, right? I mean, sure, there's no yeah. question about that. It's just right that man. <laughs> So fucking yeah, getting scolded. I think that was a great term. Yep. Yeah, or or heavily scolded. I don't heavily know. Heavily scolded. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, the, hey, listen. The uh, heavily, the heavily scolded. I I don't know. Can you be heavily scolded if there's no cuss words? Ooh. Yeah, it depends on tone. Like if somebody yells at you, like getting yelled at, that's that's no good. What are you stupid? I mean, that, right. <laughs> I don't know. I might be sick. I love it when that happens because then that gives you open forum. That it, you can turn the notch up too, but if you're definitely in the wrong on it, then you just got to take it, move on, right. and and you get a good story out of it. <laughs> yeah, tell tell Uncle Norb we said hello. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, Tosh. Talk again tomorrow. Yeah.